Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Say, want a brand new breakfast idea? Then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yes, indeed. Try the brand new cereal assortment with ten individual packages in all. Four Wheaties, four Cheerios, two Kicks. All top favorites and all extra fresh. Yes, it's fun to take your pick from Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get that tray today. And now, the Betty Crocker Cereal Tray presents... The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of Two Minus Two. Ace, deuce, tray. That's it, tray. The Betty Crocker cereal tray. Tray means three. And that's what you get in the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Three top favorite cereals, Cheerios, Wheaties, and Kicks, in ten separate individual packages, all in the Betty Crocker cereal tray. A trio of flavors, a trio of cereals, a tray full of three wholesome grains. Cheerios from oats, Wheaties from wheat, Kicks from corn, all top favorites, all ready to eat. Each morning you take your choice. Each morning you open a fresh new package. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray today with the ten individual packages of your three top favorites, Cheerios, Wheaties, and Kicks. police car screamed to a stop at Pier 1. The pier was uncovered, and a white cruiser could be seen tied up at the far end. The men from headquarters piled out and started for a shadowy group of figures halfway out. Sergeant Burke was followed by his pal Michael Axford, who worked for the Daily Sentinel. Hey, I know that boat. It belongs to Steve Manning. There might be a big story in this after all. As I got the story, there's been nobody on the boat all evening, only a watchman. He was sound asleep. The shots woke him up. Yeah. Here comes the ambulance. It'll only be making a trip to the morgue. Frank was sure the man was dead? He was. Uh, did the watchman see anybody making a getaway? No one at all. No more than Frank did. Got his back. Is uh, is this the way you found him? Yeah. The watchman didn't touch him? No, I got here first. All right, boys, take your pictures. From the way he's lying, he must have been walking away from the boat and not toward it. Let me through, will you please? Let the dark through there. Go on, Doc. He's all yours. He's dead. That's no news to us. What did he die of? Exposure. Exposure? Yeah. There's three bullets. Uh, turn him over and let's have a look at his face. Hey, Burke, it's Big Jim Devlin, the guy that used to be Steve Manning's partner. I thought it might be. 
We knew he was in town. Well, what for? He had a fight with Manning, and he's been all washed up here ever since the DA clamped down on gambling. What did he come back for? Whatever his reason, turned out to be a mistake. Holy crow. I'll bet Manning was behind this. I got to call the Sentinel. Hey, our sir, gangster killing. Hey, our sir, read all about it. Let's collect three The following morning, Britt Reed sat in his office checking over Axford's report on the Devlin killing. The young publisher looked up as his secretary, Lenore Case, entered. What do you think the Devlin killing, Miss Case? I suppose the thing to say is that last night's episode was just another gangster killing. And so, forget about it. But you can't. No. Neither could anyone. It's simple arithmetic. Two less one leaves Manning. If it were two from two, the slate would be wiped clean. Manning's too powerful, Mr. Reed. A fine commentary on our government. Why call it a democracy when a single man like that can condemn others to death and get away with it? Do you want to write an editorial? No, I want to do something. And uh, are you going to, Mr. Reed? Uh, I suppose not. It's a job for the police. Commissioner Higgins feels the way I do about it. Have you talked to them this morning? No. Oh, then you'd better call him. Notice the memo on top. Oh, well, get him for me. Yes, sir. Please get Commissioner Higgins. The memo says he called at 9-1. The phone was ringing when I came in. Did he say what he wanted in this case? No, just that it was urgent. Uh, what's that? Oh, it's Britt Reed calling. Yes. Here you are, Mr. Reed. Good morning, Commissioner. Yes? Well, of course, right away, but uh, is it the publisher of the Sentinel you want to see? I understand. Perhaps, Miss Case, I'll be doing something after all. I'll be back in half an hour. Well, hello. You're not due back for another two minutes. That's right. I've got a lot of work to do. Miss Case! these files on my desk? Oh, everything we have on the Devlin case, Mr. Reed. If you're going to work, I thought you might need them. You're wonderful, Miss Case. But don't ever get married. What's that? You can read a man's mind. It wouldn't be fair to your husband. It's always possible to pick one without a mind. <laughs> Are you interested in any of these? Yes, indeed. This one. Belle Devlin. Big Jim's widow. Offhand, what do you know about her? Well, she's ex-chorus. Scandal of 1928, I think. She's been married to Big Jim for ten years. And right now she's staying at the Royalton. She arrived here with her husband the day before yesterday. She's not seeing any reporters, and she has nothing to say to the police. Anything else? She's forty and decidedly blonde. And a tough cookie. <laughs> at last, in spades. Does the commissioner want you to try and see her? Not me, exactly. His idea was that a, a mutual friend of ours, being supposedly outside the law might have more success with her than a detective. Mr. Reed, I, I don't like it. Why not? The Royalton. Our mutual friend doesn't make a habit of walking through the crowded lobbies of apartment hotels. He doesn't intend to start. 
The rear door of the Royalton will be unlocked at 11 o'clock tonight. There'll be no one on the freight elevator. And I have here a passkey that will open the door of Mrs. Devlin's suite. Well, that's dangerous. So far, my part's fairly simple. I have a feeling it won't stay that way. Well, you're not, not suggesting I turn down the job. No, Mr. Reed, I never make useless suggestions. <laughs> is there anything I can do to help? Yes, there is. There's a magazine stand in the Royal Lobby, just around the corner from the desk. I want you to go there about 7 o'clock and browse. You'll have to do a lot of stalling, but you'll be able to hear anyone who goes to the desk to ask for Mrs. Devlin. And if someone does? Try to get a look at them. Now, uh, if she doesn't let anyone go up and the coast seems clear, report to me at a quarter of 11. My apartment's in the same block, you know, practically next door. I'll be there. You can depend on me. I always do. Now, let's see what more we can find out about Mrs. Bell Devlin. Well, Miss Case, not called yet. No, she hasn't, Cato. We'll wait no longer. It's 11 o'clock. Everything ready? The mask and gun are here, overcoat and hat on chair. You'll come with me just to keep a lookout. I won't put the mask on until I get in the freight elevator. We not take car? No, it's less than half a block. We'll go through the alley. I thought maybe we'd go someplace else after. There's no telling about that. We'll come back here first. There she is now. Oh, yes, Mr. Briggs. Good evening, Cato. Good evening. I had to wait, Mr. Reed. What happened? Well, nothing during the early part of the evening. Quite a few people tried to see her, but they were all turned away at the desk. Then about 10.30, a little fellow in a dark overcoat and a slouch hat came in. The shoulders on the coat were, well, they were way out to here. <laughs> the old look. He told the clerk to say Lefty was there. And after the clerk checked, he went right up. He didn't leave till just a few minutes ago. And then she called down and told the clerk she wouldn't see anyone more tonight. Uh, Miss Case, will you stay here until I get back? Commissioner Higgins may call. Oh, I'd love to. I was afraid I might have to control my curiosity until morning. <laughs> no, we'll report to you. Let's go, Cato. You stay out here in the corridor. Warn me if anyone comes along. Well, I stay here and watch. Bedroom. What? Don't make a sound, Mrs. Devlin. What is this? We're going to have a business talk. It'll be a one-sided conversation if I don't make a sound. I want to talk about your husband and Steve Manning. Yeah. Well, sit down. I've always wondered what the Green Hornet looked like. Not bad. The mask helps. Have you done any talking to the cops? <laughs> I don't see how a hole in the head would help my look. You're afraid of Manning. That's right. Why not hire someone to take care of him and keep out of it yourself? You? Yes. No doubt. Two reasons, Hornet. If Jim and I had enough money to hire you, we wouldn't have come here. The second reason? Well, I'll ask a question. Go ahead. Have they found the Merino boy yet? So, you know about him? Sure. I've got some friends in town. You mean the boy that 
stall the shooting? Don't stall if they found him. I don't think so. Neither do I. But when they do, he'll be dead. You can't get Manning. He's too closely guarded. And if you try and they connect me with it, I'll be dead, too. No thanks. You're in it too deep to play it safe. I'll give you a chance to change your mind. I won't. In one hour, you'll get a phone call. A woman will say, the hour's up. If you want my help, say yes. Is this for free? No charge. Okay. I'll think it over. Yes, I'm calling the commissioner now. Miss Case, Cato and I may be leaving again almost once, but I want you to stay here. At exactly 12 o'clock, call up Mrs. Devlin and say the hour's up. That sounds impressive. Well, she'll say yes or no, that's all. Wait till we get back, and then after we could... Commissioner, did you know a boy named Marino saw the shooting? We know that Tony Marino locked up his mother's restaurant down on the waterfront at midnight and started from home. His mother reported his disappearance, but uh, we have nothing to connect him with the shooting. Well, why didn't you tell me? You're a newspaper man. Word about him in the papers, we won't find him alive. Do you have any idea where he is? Not yet. Commissioner, I want your permission to look for him. Richie, you understand that? I'm not talking as a newspaper man, and I understand everything. Do I have your permission? Yes. Good. I'll keep in touch with you. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, Tito. This is where the Green Hornet gets down to business. continue our story in just a moment. Boys and girls, you'll think you're seeing triple when you get the Betty Crocker cereal tray and open it up. Because right there inside the carton are three swell-tasting cereals, Cheerios, Wheaties, and Kicks. Yet all three of your top favorites in ten separate individual packages, all in the Betty Crocker cereal tray. They taste extra fresh and crisp, too. Have an extra brisk edge of flavor that just seems to dance across your tongue. Know why that is? Well, one of the reasons is that the cereals come in special flavor-protecting individual packages. From tip to top, the outside of each package is bathed in wax, a treatment which helps guard against air and dampness. This flavor-saving wax coat is a special heavy one, too. In fact, if you scratch the surface of the package with your fingernail, you'll be amazed at how extra heavy this protective wax coat is. It jealously guards flavor, keeps the cereals crispier, fresher, Another reason for the cereal tray's extra keen flavor is this. Each of the individual packages holds just enough for one good-sized serving. That means your breakfast cereal remains sealed in its wax-guarded package until the very moment before you eat it. Each morning, you open a fresh new package. Each morning, you enjoy a breakfast cereal at its crispiest, freshest, most flavorful best. Remember, there are ten separate individual packages of those three top favorites, Cheerios, Wheaties, and Kicks, in every Betty Crocker cereal tray. Each member of the family has the fun of choosing the cereal he wants for breakfast. Each opens his own fresh, new package. Ask your mom to get the Betty Crocker cereal tray and enjoy extra keen flavor every single morning.
now to continue our story. It was 12 o'clock when Miss Case dialed the Royalton. She asked for Mrs. Devlin, and then... Hello? The hour is up. You're to say yes or no. I say yes, but don't hang up. There's more to it than that. Tell him Steve Manning shot my husband himself, and he's afraid that... No. No good. They're here already. Hello? Hello? Better call the police. Wonder if I can see anything from this window. Yes. There's a black car out in front of the Royalton. Two men waiting. Police headquarters. Sergeant Burke speaking. Burke, you'd better send some men over to the Royalton Hotel right away. This is Devlin's suite. Devlin, huh? Who are you? Just hurry. She's ready to talk. Steve Manning himself shot Devlin. Well, I'd better get downstairs in case they leave. Then I can tell the police which way that... Wait a minute. Where did I see those keys to Mr. Reed's convertible? Steve Manning's home in the suburbs was surrounded by 20 acres of wooded land. Britt Reed and Cato circled the estate in the black beauty. Well, there were two men at front gate, Mr. Britt. You see what it looks like around in back. Turn left here. Can't be far. Well, maybe there is no way in from back. Yes, there is. Those stone pillars. There's just one guard here. Why turn in, Mr. Britt? Turn in and stop. I'll give him a shot of gas, and then we'll tie him up and gag him. Hey, hold it there. Now, just watch the idea. <coughs> you had it. That does it, Cato. Now we'll tie him. It took but a few moments for Britt and Cato to tie and gag the guard who had been knocked unconscious by gas from the Hornet's gun. Then the black beauty moved down the road toward the rear of Manning's home, where another guard stepped out. He, too, was gassed before he could sound the alarm. Leaving Cato to tie and gag the unconscious man, Britt went on alone and entered the house. A short flight of stairs led to the main hall. Light spilled into it from a room toward the front of the house. Britt walked swiftly to the open door. Manning was seated at a large desk, and one of his gunmen stood beside him. Up with your hands, what? both of you. Is... You, come over here. I'll take your gun. Good. I'll go stand in the corner. You're next, Manning. I don't have a gun. Stand up. Satisfied? Not yet. Just what does the Green Hornet want with me? I want to know where Tony Marino is. Who? The name is Marino, and I don't intend to waste time. Either you tell me where he is, or I shoot. Sure, why not? I don't understand, though, why a big operator like you should be interested in a punk like Tony. You don't have to understand. Is he in this house? No. Shall I have one of the boys bring him here? You'll take me to him, Manning, right now. Anything you say. As for Jackie over in the corner, this will keep him from putting anyone on our tail. Hey. <coughs> you shot him. What kind of gun is that? A good one. I mean business, Manning. Move. As the black beauty glided down the back road leading to the highway... 
another of Manning's guards entered the house by the front entrance. He found the unconscious gunman in the office and then searched the house for the leader of the gang. When he was unable to find him, he telephoned one of Manning's hideouts in the outskirts of the city. Meanwhile, the Green Hornet's sleek black car raced on through the night. That's the building, driver. The small one with the lights. You can swing in and drive up in front. Pull off the road and stop right here. What's the idea? You've come far enough, Manning. Don't move from that corner. You can't shoot me. No? Tony's in there waiting for you. You sure of that? Absolutely. Who's in there with him? Just Pete, another of my men. Who's in the next building? No one, I swear it. Save your swearing for a judge and jury. This is the end of the line, Manning. No, no. <coughs> Mr. Britt, why do you make him unconscious with a gas gun? I had to, Cato. Your plan was to take him into building with you. Then his men would not shoot. Yeah, they'll shoot anyway if they get a chance. By now, some of the other guards at Manning's place have found out he's missing. These men here will have been warned. Well, I don't understand why you have to we... shoot him. We... We have something else to look into first, Cato. What, Mr. Britt? That car parked on the other side of the road. Oh, I see. It is just like your convertible. I think it is my convertible. <coughs> Come on. It's my car, all right. The keys are in ignition. How did you come to be here? Wait. There's a piece of cloth on the floor. Oh, it's torn from something. Well, you'd like to quote Miss Casewell this evening. It was she who drove this car, but where is she now? Perhaps in one of those buildings? We'll find out. How long are you going to keep me tied up this way? You want to know too much. How many times do I have to explain that I'm a newspaper reporter? The only reason I followed you was because Mrs. Devlin was with you. That's reason enough. Can't we have some lights in here? Nope. It was warmer in that other building. Ah, shut up. You're nervous, aren't you? What gives you that idea? Each of you at a window, staring out, a gun in your hand. Are you expecting someone? Yeah, the Green Hornet. The... What did you say? The Green Hornet, the Devlin woman, said she was a pal of his. Oh, is she dead? Can you hear her breathing? No. Then she's dead. Oh. No, she isn't. That's too bad. Is Tony? Is who? Tony Marino, the boy over there. Hey. Just what do you know about Tony Marino? Oh, I only know that's his name. I heard you talking. Sister, you know too much, but I'm going to take care of that right no, now. No, I'll keep quiet. You I sure will. Help! Who's there? Boy! I'll take this one. <laughs> Careful, there's another one. I have him. Are you hurt? Oh, no, sir, he missed. No, he'll not shoot anymore. Is that all of them, Miss Case? Yes, there were others, but they left about half an hour ago. Untie those ropes. Oh, yes, sir. Are you all right? I never felt better in my life. I can't answer for Mrs. Devlin or the boy. Mrs. Devlin? She's over there. The boy's in the corner. What happened? Well, I called her and she said yes. She told me Steve Manning had shot Devlin himself. And just as she was talking to me, some men walked into her suite and she hung up. She's been knocked out, but she'll be all right. Then I called the police and went downstairs. I saw her coming out of the hotel with a man at her side, holding a gun on her, I'm sure. They got into a sedan. Uh, well, the police hadn't come yet, so there was nothing to do but follow them. And they saw you? They must have. No sooner stopped out here than the door was jerked open and I was pulled out. Please, Miss Case, don't ever do anything like that again. There. Rope's all off now. Thank you, Cato. That's Tony Marino. How is he? I looked him over. He's alive. He saw the shooting. If he ever takes the witness stand against Manning, he'll convict him. He'll take the stand. 
I'll carry him to the convertible and you drive him to the nearest hospital. Then notify the commissioner. Well, what about you? There must be a telephone around here. In the other building? I'll call the police and we'll wait for them. Well, you can't. Just long enough to make sure they find everything the way I describe it. We'll move Manning in here, too. Let's go. Brett Reed made the phone call, then waited until he saw Sergeant Burke and Michael Axford reach the scene in a police car. Another car with uniformed men pulled up in front of the warehouse an instant later. They'll find Mrs. Devlin as well as Manning and his hoodlums. Bell Devlin will do all the talking necessary, and Axford will get the story. By golly, Bert, Hold Mrs. Devlin. All right. Yeah, yeah, or goodbye. Now, what were you saying? Burke, Mrs. Devlin is talking to Blue Streak. Good. That's good, Axford. What are you going to do with Manning and his hoodlums? An ambulance will be here in a minute. None of them are hurt. They're unconscious, so they go to the hospital till they come to. Well, you might as well put them in jail, because that's where they're going to end up. Now, who was it called you from here? I don't know. Well, one of the gang, no doubt. Or maybe one of Devlin's friends. Or maybe even... Holy crow! Would you listen to that? The Hornet! You're right, Axford. That's his car for sure. Look at it go! Why didn't I think of it before, Burke? I've got a hunch the Green Hornet was behind the whole business. Now I'm getting back to the office with my story. trouble with you, Michael, is that you're groggy. Go home and sleep it off. Uh, here's Reed now. We'll put my theory up to him. The actor will be on the streets in five minutes. Good story, Axford. Thanks, Reed. Too bad he didn't include his theory. Oh, what's that? Well, originally, Manning hired the Green Hornet to kill Devlin, but there was a double, 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 double cross. Oh, Casey, you make it sound fantastic. Well, isn't that right? I'm not going to explain again. You just don't understand the law-based nature of the criminal mind. And that's why you can't understand the Green Hornet. So long. I'm going home to bed. <laughs> Goodbye, Axford. See you later, Reed. Goodbye, Michael. So long, Casey. <laughs> you know, Miss Case, considering the events of the last few hours, you're looking very well. Well, thank you. And uh, considering your low base <laughs> nature, Mr. Reed, so are you. Hmm. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> got a toy train, here's something you need to go with that train. It's the Model City that comes on the Betty Crocker cereal train, complete with cut-out houses, stores, and buildings. Just think of the fun you can have making your train stop right in the city. Besides the Model City buildings, you also get cutouts of autos, fences, garages, and a lot more things on the Betty Crocker cereal train. Easy to build, too. There's no gluing needed. And many slots pre-cut. Best of all, different houses and stores come on different Betty Crocker cereal trays. So ask your mom to get a Betty Crocker cereal tray or two from her grocer. It's the handy cereal package with all three of your breakfast favorites. Cheerios, Wheaties, and Kicks. You've been listening to The Green Hornet, 
Brought to you by the Betty Crocker Cereal Tray. The cereal assortment of individual packages of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the greatest wild animal trainer in history, he will now enter a cage filled with lions, tigers, and leopards. He's feeling has Cheerios, that energizing breakfast cereal made from oats. Good old-fashioned nourishing oats, all ready to eat. Remember, for a breakfast that really helps you keep in condition, always start with Cheerios, the only cereal shaped like tiny, crisp little donuts. Have Mom get Cheerios for you tomorrow. Be with us again next week at the same time when General Mills will again present The Green Hornet. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Al Neal speaking. Tomorrow night at the same time over most of these same stations, another thrilling story of the Old West when the Lone Ranger rides again. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.